Amen. Lord, prepare me. Amen. Let us go to the word. Today's scripture comes from Acts 7, verses 50 through 60, and it reads, When they heard these things, they became enraged and ground their teeth at Stephen. But filled with the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. The word of God for the people of God. In the sermon series that we are currently in, the question becomes, what do we do now that Jesus has been resurrected? And this Sunday, my answer to you is this, be imitators of Christ. Let's pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. God, we thank you that you're dwelling in this place with us. Open our eyes and our ears like never before. Lord, let us receive the word that you have for us on this day. Let us forever be changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. As many of you know, I, I grew up in a household with me, my mom, and my grandmother. So my dad wasn't there, and, but I was blessed to have what I say to mothers. So as this day began, I, I start to think back on the days with my mother and my grandmother. I remember things like kneeling next to my mom and my grandmother during nighttime prayers. First, I was being led, you know, them saying our father and me saying our father, who art in heaven, who art in heaven. That's me, isn't it? Okay. So, and, and that's how it began. But the first time I said the prayer all by myself, the little and joy on their faces was better than a million dollars to me. I, I remember them teaching me to pray the things that were on my heart. And the first time I prayed in public uh, uh, that way, the look of pride and joy once again was priceless. And, and as a young child, even though I wanted to, to, to make them proud, it was funny to me because in my head I'm thinking all I'm doing is imitating what I heard and saw you do. Today, I celebrate and love you, Mom, and I miss you, Granny. I remember the lessons my mom taught me on those car rides to school, on budgeting and saving and responsibility and hard work. And like yesterday, I, I can remember uh, the, the, the face that she made when I started my career, the, the face she made when I moved into my first home, the face she made the day I began teaching young people at the church I was once serving, the lessons that she taught me, that, that look of pride, that look of joy. Wow. So many times in my life, I find myself imitating what I saw my mom do over the years. 
I hear her voice in my head and I can even at times visualize what she would do and how she would navigate through certain circumstances. She is where I get a lot of my traits from and also why I am motivated not only to try to be better but to encourage those around me to be better. I love you, Mom. I know that I'm not the only one who can look back over a life and find these types of memories. I am not the only one who imitates the movements of their mother. It, it, it may seem strange, however, to some that as a male, I would say that I imitate my mom, but she was all I had, and I had a blessing. I have a blessing. I praise God for good moms across the globe, for moms that nourish, for moms that love, for moms that groomed us, that pushed us, that challenged us. Thank you to all the moms today. Amen. Some would say that imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Scripture defines flattering as showing or expressing gratifying respect or admiration. So this phrase that some say really means this, that following the pattern or example of another is one of the greatest expressions of gratifying respect or admiration you can give to them. This fact now explains to me, looking back, why my mothers, my mom and my granny, uh, had such a look of joy and pride when they saw me imitating their example. What I also realize now is that they, in teaching me, uh, what, what they were teaching me was simply what they learned by imitating those they had seen and so on and so on from generation to generation and being as though we are people of faith, the lessons we live and the lessons we teach ultimately are our attempts to imitate our God. The only way to live out the Great Commission is to imitate the commissioner. Right there. It seems impossible to live a life dedicated to God without following his example. Amen. And that brings us to our scripture for today. In the scripture, we find a young man named Stephen. We, 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 what we know about Stephen was that he was a disciple or a learned student. The scriptures record in a previous chapter that he was of good repute, that he was full of the spirit, that he was full of wisdom, full of faith, and willing and able to serve. We find that Stephen, along with six other men, were hand-chosen to be disciples um, by the disciples to serve those amongst them in need, mainly the widows. The scriptures go on to say that Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs amongst the people. He spoke and acted under the, 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 the Holy Spirit's direction. And at life's end, he said these words. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. The scripture goes on to say, falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. These words sound oddly familiar, don't you think? Very similar to the very words Jesus himself spoke from the cross. In our scripture for today, we find Stephen at life's end about to be stoned unjustly, but even under the pressure of a pending death, he does not bow or conform to the world. When he was lied on and mistreated, he still showed compassion and love. When the crowd sought to take his life, he, he prayed that God would be merciful and forgive them. Any of this sound familiar? 
Who does he seem to be imitating? He spoke to his accusers with power and truth. When questioned, even cross-examined by the high priest, his response was only the recorded word of God. Based on what we know of Stephen, it is safe to say that he was an imitator of Christ until his very last breath. Amen. So how did he become an imitator of Christ? He studied Christ and followed even the devout followers of Christ. He sought to know Christ more and more and more and more each day. And based on what he learned and what was revealed unto him, he efforted to put all those things into practice every day. He was an imitator of Christ. And that is our charge today, to be imitators of Christ. To learn of Christ. To seek after Christ with all that we have and to endeavor to put all we learn and what we receive by revelation into practice in our lives every day. People of God, we are called to speak with power. We are called to speak with truth. We are called to fight with the word of God. We are called to walk in the spirit and to serve God's people God's way. Amen. Amen. This week has been one for the books. This week, I wish more imitators of Christ would have been in place. This week, we find a young man shot and killed by two men without cause. This week, we find a DA turn blind eye to this atrocity based on relationship to the shooter. This week, we found, a lot of people found, that racism is real and still exists amongst us. People of God, this saddens me. I can't believe this happened. And by individuals, no doubt, that are claiming to be followers of God. Just yesterday, we had a young pastor we know him as Pastor Jay, giving a blessing during his graduation to win over his peers for a prosperous future, and he was Zoom bombed. So while he was praying a blessing, a racial slur of hatred and a symbol was displayed. This hurts for a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. This was my brother. It hurts. However, there are some imitators of Christ that stood up for these scenarios. For the first scenario of this young man, we had social media uh, 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 people on social media rise up in a nonviolent, in a nonviolent manner, not with unjust means, but effective, justified actions to push the system. We, we had people to stand in the gap and spread the message to try to push for justice for this young man and his family. There were people that, that stood in the gap and prayed and supported and loved this grieving family as well. In the case of Pastor Jay, we have, have, have imitators of Christ that came almost instantaneously, instantaneously to him from everywhere in various ways through various to envelop his hurting heart. 
This is what we do as imitators of Christ. This is what we do as imitators of Christ. We love, we love, and we love. In verse 55, it says, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. And here, as Pastor Samaj would say, I'd like to take a preacher privilege because I, I like to envision here that, that, that I like to believe here that in that moment he saw God, saw Jesus with that look of pride and joy we talked about earlier as we talked about mothers. Looking at him as he has so, so, so perfectly imitated them, expressing so, uh, uh, such a well-gratified respect and admiration for God. I, I imagine him getting that look that says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. The question now becomes, based on how we choose to live our lives, and whom we choose to imitate, when we reach the end of life's journey, will we see the same? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Let me show me what reason to